Welcome to Zeus with Bruce, the show that leaves you a little more knowledgeable and a little more curious. I'm Bruce Da Silva, and today we're talking about philosophy. It's Philosophy Friday, where each Friday we will be answering five random philosophical questions in under 15 minutes. Let's get started. First question asks, have we become less happy in this age of technology? Right off the bat, I would say absolutely. Just statistically, the rates of being anxious, being depressed, being isolated, those have all gone up along with drug abuse, suicide, violence, all these things have gone up. Now, the tools and the tools that we've created, the technology, it's given us the ability to speed up the process of things that would normally take us a long time, reduce barriers to entry, and all of that is really great. However, it has not equaled more happiness. Even if we just look at social media and how it's had us become more connected, we're more connected through the apps, but how many people are actually not taking that extra step and meeting with people who then be on the apps, making these phone calls, these video chats, they're really isolated and it creates a false sense of connection. So at least the technology from that point, I would say has overall not made us happier because it really just changes so many of the natural dynamics. So if you even look at it, let's say the town that you lived in and you grew up, your immediate competition, it was basically with people within your township or municipality, let's say. And there, you guys are probably among a similar socioeconomic background. But now you're basically seeing on social media you are comparing yourself to someone your age who lives in a totally different country who can have way more resources than you do or way less, but you just don't know that for your frame of reference. So all of it's actually been hyperinflated to have us compare ourselves with others and to compete in ways that we used to never do before, right? So even if we actually look at it from, let's say, relational perspective, I remember from my parents, the way that they met was basically that they grew up in the same town in Brazil, maybe a 10 minute walk from one another. So their main place to really connect and find a partner was within that community. It was very, there were, there were no real outlets. However, now with a little easy message on social media, you can connect with someone all the way on the other side of the planet. So the competition that's actually been created has gotten tenfold. So just from that perspective, I would say that we've become less happy. We do have the tech to connect us in ways and to give us access to libraries, access to total film collections and communicate and learn stuff that's new. All of that for sure has advanced our level of happiness. But at the same time, it's also created some division with where we normally were at. And even if I even actually just think about it like this. Who's happier? People living in 21st century, let's say, Western society or people living in medieval times, right? So off the bat, we would say, oh, of course us. We have medicine, we have resources, we have all these abundant items and tools. That is for sure true. At the same time, we <coughs> have so many options, such a variety of different selections that we actually experience analysis paralysis in some ways and we're constantly competing with others. We're back in medieval times. It really wasn't the same case. So is it 
have we become less happy in this age of technology? I will say statistically, yes, and just in theory, for sure. I think what happens next is what are we going to do with the new technologies coming to come out? Everything from AI to new medicines. And how do we actually use the tech and not have the tech use us instead? Question number two, what is mathematics? Ah, well, simply from the way we define it, it's a systemized process as to how we measure and calculate the external world, let's say. Uh, of course, it expands and there's different theory, there's quantum and all this stuff. Just I think in the most simple layman terms, because I've actually literally never thought about this, it's the understanding of the world around us using logic and reason and quantifying what's quantifiable. Question number three, are humans obligated to better themselves? Uh, clearly, I would say no, that we're definitely not. I would see from a different perspective, though, just thinking about why wouldn't we want to better ourselves? So even just with question one is that we have a technology and it's given us godlike powers, but we haven't actually become happier with it. And have we grown? Yes, as well. Just if we're not growing and becoming happier, then it's quite confusing to really measure that. And even now, like while I'm recording this, I'm getting notifications on my phone, little dings. And it really makes us think that while you're focused on something like a podcast recording or something like that, how many distractions are actually abound with the new technologies that we have? So even when my focus was here, I was getting dings on my phone and I'm trying to play both being in the present while also still not missing out on an opportunity. And with many people, this does create anxiety. This creates restlessness because you never want to miss out. FOMO is something we've all experienced. Just with socials, FOMO has increased exponentially. So to go back with the idea of, are we obligated to better ourselves? I would say no, just why wouldn't we? It feels incredible to grow. Happiness equals progress. And I've never seen someone who's actually better themselves improve their minds, improve their health, improve their relationship, improve their life, and have actually felt worse off from doing that. The way I look at it is, and I look at it this way, it was also recommended by, it's a quote by Socrates, but he basically said something along the lines of, what a shame it is for a man to get to the end of their life and never having tested what their body is capable of. So from my understanding is that he meant it from a physical standpoint, but I would also say from every other standpoint of where growth is possible. So ranging from mental, ranging from physical, ranging from relational, spiritual, all these components, why wouldn't we want to better ourselves and see what we're made of? Question number four. All right, these are getting very deep. Now I'm pretty intense, so let's see if I can answer them quicker. Number four. Is there a meaning of life? This is an incredible question. We're all asking this. If you are an existentialist, then you would think differently. Let's say if you were a nihilist, right? Nihilism is there, there really is no meaning, right? Or no, it's actually existentialism is that there's really no meaning. We create it 
And actually, well, both are like that. I'm thinking about hedonism. But different schools of thought are going to explore different ideas. And from my perspective, the meaning of life is personally whatever meaning you give it. And I know in others we talk about objectivity and subjectivity. Just when it really comes down to it, if you believe that life's a, a daring adventure, nothing at all, you're really going to live your life differently if you believe that life's just a mess and then you die, right? Depending on which one you believe, it's really going to propel you to actually behave and act in a, diff in a certain way that could be more beneficial or less beneficial. Different schools of thought going way back when, even pre-Greece, pre-Rome, just thinking about what is the meaning of life, and even to today and how we interpret it, I would say that the main point of it comes down to, regardless of whatever meaning people give it, is the meaning that you give it one that actually adds to the quality of your life and gives you purpose in the sense of waking up every morning, looking to actually learn, grow, increase your your experience. Because what a shame it would be to say that life has no meaning. And then from that interpretation, you actually don't give it one that's positive and enduring. And you actually just go from day to day, living a life without passion, without fulfillment, without excitement, without love, without joy, without happiness, without challenge. I would say that's, that's a pretty sad way to go. For my own meaning of life, I would say that it's to experience everything on the emotional spectrum and to see as much of the world as you can experience life with as many people as you can and do as many things that bring you fulfillment pleasure and joy and that's also challenging last question is having a big ego a positive or a negative trait so i would say it depends how you're looking at it of course, there's plenty of books that talk about ego being the enemy and that ego is totally destructive. I do mostly agree with that. I would say that if you look at ego as a sense of identity, and if that identity is one that has you believe in yourself, has you empower yourself and others, I wouldn't say that that's actually a negative trait, but it does become one when it prevents you from living in alignment with what you believe, doing what you actually care about, because you're stuck to this identity that's actually not really serving you. But because you've already fed into it so much that you're stuck at this point where if you were to deviate, you'd be in trouble. We constantly say on the show that the strongest need in the human personality is to remain consistent with how we identify ourselves. And the ego is a part of that. So once we've defined ourselves a certain way, and then we actually try to act a different way. Our ego, if it's healthy or unhealthy, will actually lead us forward or lead us backwards. So to the point where it leads us backwards and it's harmful, of course, it's negative. And if it propels us forward, it's positive. So it doesn't matter if it's a small ego or a big ego. I would look at what utility does that ego bring, regardless of the size. And from there is when we'd actually make our decision. So to repeat the questions, question one, have we become less happy in this age of technology? Question two, what is mathematics? Question three, are humans obligated to better themselves? Question four, is there a meaning of life? 
Question five, is having a big ego a negative or positive trait? Now, a new feature we're going to add to the Philosophy Fridays is a book to read, a philosophy book. And one that really that I've read at least or that I'm aware of. And this week's book is going to be a classic. It is going to be Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius was the last of the good emperors of Rome, the last five. And it's basically his private journal that he wrote that he believed no one else would read. And remember that this man was the most powerful person on planet Earth when he was alive. I believe it's 161 AD. I hope I'm getting that right because I actually really love Stoicism. So the book to read is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I will attach the link where you can buy it directly through Amazon. So go for it. Email your questions for next week. I love answering a couple of them. And until next time, Zeus with Bruce, peace.